Welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, a podcast for all disciplines, all paths, all players, all game masters and enthusiasts like Josh and myself. I am Dan. I am Josh. There we go. Uh, and on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things quizzical and thaumaturgical, because we're going to go over Nethermancer spells after we handle some emails. Before we get to that, <laughs> you were showing me something pretty cool that you got. I was. I, was. I got... The Empty Thrones in my hot little hand. Hear those pages? Yeah, that's cool. Already laminated. Uh, I'm planning on digging into that here pretty soon. Yeah, but we've yeah. gotten reports and here earlier this week as of this recording that some of the folks in the UK, in England, have nice. been getting their copies. So that means that our European shipping partner, our international shipping partner, Ralpartha Europe in Liverpool, has been sending stuff out. So obviously the further away you are from England, the longer <laughs> it is likely to take for it to arrive, but those are being shipped out. So it is just a matter of time. And if you are expecting something and there's a problem with your package or anything like that, there is on the Fast Games website, a link for a Kickstarter query form that you can fill out and it'll poke people that can look into any kind of issues that you might have. And I got the card set. I haven't cracked that one open just yet because I don't have a place to put it in a nice little case. So I'm, I haven't taken the plastic off the card set yet. Yeah, but I the, do card have set, it. the card set basically takes all of the, or nearly all of the NPC portraits that are in Empty Thrones mm -hmm. and puts them on cards that you can use yeah. to like just show your players when you, if you're running stuff from it, that this is what this character looks like. Yeah. And it's got like a little capsule description. And I think... Step attribute on. steps are, are listed on some of them maybe should be yeah like i said i haven't taken the plastic off i don't have yet, my but i don't have my copies yet i got them before josh that's a miracle yeah well because <laughs> i don't back the kickstarter i don't need to back the kickstarter True. i have a big list of stuff that i have not gotten yet usually i get my stuff at the convention i will pick up mm -hmm. the copies of everything that i am entitled to to bring home with me from the convention but of course we have not had a convention meeting since 2019. And so everything yeah. that we have released since then, I do not have yet. <laughs> um, that includes the, the, the hard covers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's okay. We'll get there. So yeah, I think we'll what get I'm going to do is, I, is I, get a, I'm going to get a package over. with everything in it at some point, I'm sure. Absolutely. That'll be fun. I've That'll be a great, a great day. Of course. I'm imagining the laundry list that that, that will entail. Anyway, so onto some emails real quick, and then we'll get into the Nethermancer spells. And we have an expert here. We've got uh, the player behind Virag. Virag, I just blanked on the name. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, you've done Nethermancer spells for a long time. Yep. So we have a thank you from Limon Crafton Jr., who says, Josh and Dan, thanks for replying to my email. I skipped ahead to listen to the last email episode. It was mentioned. I'm still catching up, episode 35 currently. So he's done like one a day i think uh i recently listened to your group thread episode while i've only been in three campaigns one just started in the previous two both my groups made a group pattern at circle four as soon as we all had thread weaving my first group was mainly composed of windlings and trolls and we named ourselves wings and fury the fury being mostly directed at the wings the second group was composed of many different races and we were gatherers of information and artifacts so called ourselves the collectors in the current game even at circle one we are thinking about making a group pattern. It's one of the coolest things in any game, and with this group, it's usually difficult to come up with a name, so placing value on a group name helps people focus. An incident involving our troll warrior dropping the elf Beastmaster in one hit, unconscious, not dead, thankfully, while being mind-controlled, almost put a damper on the thought of a group pattern. But the troll's altruistic actions afterwards had alleviated a lot of worry. I was going to suggest a blood oath if other means did not work, having just listened to that episode. Anyway, I love the podcast, and while it's audio only, I thought to share the pictures I made of our group. Uh, he lists some names and some characters. The picture, the art was awesome. Yeah, I want this guy to draw like my character. I'm like, dude, can I give you some pointers? I want, I want it to scrang, man. I got, a, I got a guy in mind. But thanks, Limon. He says, keep up the great work, and we certainly shall. That was hearty. I loved all the art there. I want to just snag it. Yeah, I will find. I will po either post them or a link to where they can be seen 
on the Twitter feed and probably also in the comments on the Facebook notification that I put up in the Earthdawn Guild for the episode so that people can go and take a look at those. Limon, thank you for the email. Uh, please keep sending him in, uh, art or otherwise. Love to hear from you. Uh, thank you very, very much. On to the one from K. Scott Rowe. Hello, Dan and Josh. Your recent episode on Elementalist Spells, episode 67, he said that, not me, uh, created questions in my head and I was hoping you could answer them. Okay, Josh, here we go. Number one, could the flame weapon spell be used on a bow? And if so, would the D6 bonus die be applied to each arrow fired, or would it only apply if the poor archer was forced to hit someone with his bow? Um, it's not really intended to be used with missile weapons. And so I would not allow it to be used with missile weapons. If you wanted to cast it on a bow, you would then basically treat the bow doing extra damage if you were to hit somebody with it. Because... Otherwise, you'd be looking at a spell more sim- more like um, Arrow of Night, which is a Nethermancer spell that allows the Nethermancer to put extra damage onto ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. So, no. Flame Weapon is not I'm, a spell that's really intended to, to be used on missile weapons, bows or crossbows or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I agree because it doesn't say from melee weapons only, but it's, you know, any part where it's not held, but you hold the bow in the middle. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, and fire goes up. I would potentially allow it to be used on a dagger or axe or something like that that is then thrown and have it apply sure. to the damage on that weapon, but yeah. I would not allow it to apply to all of the arrows or whatever launched from a traditional missile weapon. That's a little... It's a bit of a stretch. Okay, question two. Can the flame weapon, still on this one, I see, spell be cast on a shield if that shield is to be used with a shield bash no. talent? Okay. This is, that's a question, that's, a question that's come up before. No, the sh- a shield is not a weapon. Fair. Even if it can be Agreed. used in the course of, in the case of shield bash to make an attack. Mm-hmm. As, as written, as intended, no, you can't put flame weapon on a shield in order to enhance the damage that might come about as a result of shield bash. Yes, because the shields are listed on the shields and armor table, not on the weapons table. Yeah. Just. <laughs> but <laughs> no, because a shield isn't a weapon. Even if in certain Agreed. circumstances with particular talents, it might be used as a weapon. And I put kind of yes. air quotes around that. It isn't a weapon. Yep. Therefore, it is not a valid target for the spell. Agreed. I don't, know how, I don't care how Captain America you want to be with that shield. It doesn't qualify. Okay, question three. Instead of purify earth and purify water spells, what are your thoughts on a purify element spell, similar in nature to the resist element spell? If that seems reasonable, what would purify fire do? I don't know, and that may be why there aren't any of purify spells for (laughs) other elements. Fair. The only thing that I could think that it would potentially do off the top of my head would be to take samples of a true element that are not Mm -hmm. pure and refine them, but that's already covered under the enchanting rules. So I don't know that you would need a special spell to do that. Uh, I could see purify air being something that would work because you could remove like smoke or toxins or stuff like that from, from the air. Foul stench. Yeah. So then at, at that point you'd be looking at only needing purify fire and purify wood. And I'm not sure what you would do with those maybe uh, purify wood possibly uh you know take away some corruption from some places well the thing is is that yeah maybe that's about it but if you if you purify the earth underneath the tree right and purify the water going to the tree that but it might cleanse itself on its own possibly maybe i don't know it's a longer process like the only one I, I suppose in the appropriate circumstances, purify wood might be something that you could use, but I don't know at all how you would do purify fire. I don't, I can't think of no. any circumstances where you would have tainted fire that would need to be purified. No, but purify, pure but purify air actually does strike <laughs> me as a reasonable benefit. Third one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we'll talk to Morgan. Well, sorry, Josh might. Talk to Morgan. I will not talk to Morgan. Uh, okay. Thank you, K. Scott Rowe. Uh, love hearing from you. Keep the questions coming. Uh, we will continue the excellent podcast for your suggestion. Uh, from Claire, I believe our first female emailer. Could be. I believe. 
Hello, I enjoyed listening to the podcast and I found it really useful as a player. I have a quick question about the astral sight talent that windlings get as a racial ability. I understand that you can't use karma with it. However, what happens if you take a discipline or second discipline that does get astral sight either as a discipline talent or a talent option? Do the pre-existing ranks in astral sight count towards the discipline talent or talent option? And can you then spend karma when using that? Technically, no. Okay. The ranks that you would pick up from the windling racial ability astral sight, Mm -hmm. those ranks would be separate from the ranks that you would pick up under your discipline, whether as a discipline talent or as as an option. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking... I think most people, if they're going to be playing a windling, but be playing, but playing a discipline that is going to get astral sight, mm-hmm. are probably not going to invest ranks into their racial talent because they intend to pick it up. And you can, as a windling, even before you get the talent, default to just using straight perception on astral sight. However, I would not necessarily have a problem if at your table your GM wanted to refund some of the costs of the talent or do something along those lines essentially turning the the in order to do that you would still need to mm-hmm. take astral sight as one of your talent slots you okay. would basically still need to to say that you have it as a talent. If it's a discipline talent, obviously you get it. If it's an only an option, then you would have to take it as an option if you wanted the ability to spend karma on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you do something like that or not when it comes to the legend point cost and whether the ranks would transfer over, I don't think it's a huge deal one way or the other. I think it might depend a little bit on what power level the group is at, how many legend points people have in general? Is it something that is going to potentially unbalance your advancement, but you've already spent the points on them? So yeah, there's, there's a bunch of, bunch of considerations that I could see happening with that. But the bigger question is, if you want to be able to spend karma on your astral sight tests as a windling, it needs to be a talent whatever you might do with the cost or refunding or having the ranks transfer over or whatever, it needs to take up one of your talent slots in order for you to spend karma on it. That's the one thing that I would be hard and firm about. Okay. Thank you, Claire. That is a intricate question. And it's a very good question. It's a very good question. It's a great question. When we look back at the history of the game and astral sight as a thing where we had like three different variations of it where the talent was different from the windling ability which was different from the astral sense spell and for kind of simplicity's sake that's all been kind of rolled into the same basic ability at this point from a setting standpoint the racial the windling racial astral sight is different from the talent Mm -hmm. from a game mechanic standpoint they function the same way but in order to spend karma as I said, you, 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 need to, you need to put it in a talent slot because that is what determines whether you can spend karma on something or not. No talent, no karma. That's the easiest answer right there. So on to the thaumaturgical. And as I said, we not only have the expert as one of the game developers here, we have a constant player uh, as a nethermancer in Earth Dawn and the Legends of Earth Dawn podcast. I haven't seen any new episodes in a while. Yeah, we've so, got a whole bunch that are recorded and in the can. Yeah. Just Cliff's thing with getting them out, he kind of does them in batches Bursts. and waves. And last time I gotcha. talked to him, which was a couple of weeks back, he had mentioned that he was going to be trying to get back to putting them together and, and getting them out. Fair. Cliff, if you need help editing, I am available. I can help get those uh, spurned on a little bit faster. And I'm pretty decent at it. I put this together every once in a while. So uh, as as the Earth Dawn survival guide, we're here to help you pick out your spells because, again, upon character creation, you get to pick seven, eight, maybe nine spells if you're darn lucky as to how you made your character. And there are 
20 some odd here in the first and second circle. So how about we break them on down with not only the game developer, but a player as another mancer. Uh, Virag is what? Seventh circle? Eighth circle? Uh, Virag is seventh circle. Just kind of the gotcha. early stages of seventh circle. I've only got one talent at rank eight currently. Maybe two. We did had a little bit of <laughs> like a day or so of downtime. And I don't remember what whether yeah. I picked up a talent rank with it or not. Gotcha. I think I've only got one rank eight talent right now. And that's my... Nethermancy, my thread weaving, because I needed the extra slot mm-hmm. so I could have all of the threads woven that I wanted to <laughs> to permanent items and group patterns and stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's a there's an ancillary benefit there, without a doubt. So on to our first one, alphabetically and just uh, available, Astral Spear, which I think is the range damage. Yes, this is one of three damage spells that Nethermancers get it for a circle. Astral Spear is the heaviest hitter of them. It does require a thread, whereas the other two don't. So it, it, it in their novice circles can really only be cast every other round. Yeah. It does more damage. It's got a longer range than either of the mm-hmm. others and does have the added benefit of extra successes on the spellcasting test do additional damage. So it scales with your spellcasting rather so nicely. Thread. Uh, and it also deals mystic <laughs> damage, which, as I've mm-hmm. mentioned, when we talked about the other magician spell options... Uh, wizards and and elementalists going against mystic armor tends to be a little bit lower than physical tends to not always tends but to. it's it's also kind of nice because once you hit fifth circle and you get that enhanced matrix upgrade and the ex- access to another enhanced matrix if you want to take the option for that you can put that thread yeah. into you know, you can have that pre pre thread pre woven so that you could then end up mm-hmm. casting your astral spear every other round or every round rather, if you wanted to. Yes, and who wouldn't? I mean, that's why we're going through the spell selections. Who wouldn't want to take this one? I can't find a reason why. It's this a one's... very solid spell. Once I got into yeah. Journeyman, this is my go to. I this is the go to damage spell <laughs> that I tend to have in my matrices. Absolutely. Uh, okay, on to a longer, longer spell. This has like four paragraphs to it. Bone Circle. Yeah, Bone Circle is a... It doesn't do much... Three. It doesn't do a whole lot on its own. It's a ritual. It yeah. takes a long time to cast. It's got multiple threads. Three. It's got three threads. Good, great. But you yeah. create a magical circle on the ground and summon a bone spirit to come and reside in it. Mm -hmm. If you are in the circle, the bone spirit can help you the same way that any other spirit can. And it will also like attack people that you tell it to attack that are in the circle. But it is also the foundation of some very useful stuff later on. It also lasts for a long time. It's got a duration of the character spellcasting rank in months. I think, pretty sure, in the episodes that the very sort of tail end of the episodes of Legends of Earthdawn that have mm-hmm. come out, Virag actually put a bone circle down because it basically allowed a powerful bone spirit to sort of be ready to be on call. Because there's yeah. a spell that, that you get later called Summon Bone Spirit that basically allows the spirit in your bone circle to come to you as if you were summoning it. So um, it allows you to sort of have a, a decent spirit on call. Cause that's got to like, nice. you can, as long as your circle is within like rank miles, I think it's, it's pretty decent. You can, you can bring it. So that was something that I had on hand is like, we're going into a really nasty situation. I want to have mm-hmm. this spirit ready to whistle up. If we are getting into a tight spot. Exactly. So, Beneficial to take it first circle, or um, I don't know that it is necessarily worth picking up right out of the gate with your initial points. If you have to make choices, it's one of the ones that I would probably put lower down in your brand new character selection. Fair, yeah. but it is definitely one that you will want to pick up fairly early in your career, because as it says in the description, in addition to the summon bone spirit spell that I mentioned, some of Mm -hmm. the other spells like spirit portal grave message, there are several spells that require a bone circle. So having, if you don't have that spell, then 
a few other spells are not or abilities are not going to be available to you. (laughs) Gotcha. So maybe not right out the gate, you know, play your character first, get a little, get a feel for how the system works maybe, and then come back, pick up bone circle. Depending on what you come down to for your choices and how many spell points you have at your initial character creation, this is one that I mm-hmm. don't think is a problem skipping with those initial points, but you do probably want to pick yeah. it up at some point because a few other yeah. Nethermancer abilities are tied to it. Maybe when you get to second or third, you know, go back and get this one because it's still only a first circle spell. On to Dark Messenger, which just sounds ominous. Dark Messenger is a spell that... Uh, like some of the other spells that we had in other disciplines, kind of plays mm-hmm. off of a talent. Dark Messenger yeah. allows the Nethermancer to enhance the use of a uh, creature that they have through the Command Nightflyer talent. So if you have that talent where you can command bats and owls and krillra and, and krillworms and stuff like stuff. that, yeah, then Dark Messenger allows you to use those creatures to send a message. Similar nice. to... Bone Circle, if you are not, if you don't have or are not intending to pick up Command Nightflyer. Yeah, because it has to be under your, uh, Nightflyer has to be under the Magician's control. And so. and it's possible that you could use an animal companion, like someone that you, uh, like a, a creature that you have bonded with and trained. Mm-hmm. You could use that. You don't actually need the Command Nightflyer talent, but the Command Nightflyer talent makes, makes yeah. this spell a lot more versatile in terms of when and where you can use it. I just love the fact that this has to be cast after sunset. Well, yeah, because you're like dealing because it like because it can only be used <laughs> on creatures that are subject to the command nightflyer ability. Exactly. No, so it's one of those. Hey, I got a message to send. Wait till the sun goes down. Sorry, has to has to, you know, small small limits. They don't come around often, but they do. They are there every once in a while. Uh, and of course, going on with dark things, ethereal darkness. Uh, ethereal darkness is a spells. long-standing, really handy and iconic Nethermancer spell. This is one of those that you probably do want to put in your starting allotment. Yeah, throwback to first edition. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, this does go back all the way to first edition. This is an iconic spell. This is a spell that. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, that that in the opening story of the first edition book, uh, Mestoff yeah. tosses this down on um, a group of uh, orc scorchers, and they're all confused. And as they stumble out of the darkness, they get their heads bashed. Mm-hmm. It fills an area with impenetrable darkness. Yep. Nobody can see in it, and so is subject to full blindness penalties, except for the Nethermancer or anybody else that knows Nethermancy. Basically, they mm-hmm. then have the ability to see through the darkness. It doesn't affect them in any way. Uh, so this can yeah. be very nice as a area of control. There's there's a bunch of useful and creative things that you can do with this spell. Oh, I've had many another mancer place this on a rock and then throw the rock, and I've had somebody put put it on an arrowhead and then shoot the arrowhead so that a it eclipsed the sun and then landed in the middle of a town and poof. <laughs> so it's really if you're one of the creative types as to where you put the darkness spell that absolutely enhances the game and makes things interesting and that's the word i'm gonna leave you with right there classic otherwise uh, throwback experience this death, is another the classic spell. nethermancer spell available at first circle nethermancer casts mm-hmm. the spell touches a dead body and experiences the last moments of their life can be useful in investigative situations if you're trying to find out how somebody died, uh, what they experienced, yep. you know, what they saw. Or who killed or who them. killed them. There are a yes. couple of drawbacks to this spell. Uh, the big one being <laughs> oh, that please when, when they cast the spell, the Nethermancer makes a test that gives them an extra bit of damage pool. Mm-hmm. Because while they are experiencing the subject's death, they suffer whatever damage the victim might have suffered. And so it is possible with this spell mm-hmm. for the Nethermancer to actually end up dying as a result of it. If the person <laughs> died as a result of like massive sudden trauma, uh, it is possible yeah. for the Nethermancer to become badly affected by that. So it's yeah. really cool. This is one of those spells that when you get into high circles and can get a really good effect test to provide yourself with a really nice buffer, it doesn't tend to be that mm-hmm. bad, but at low circles uh, can be kind of scary. Tread lightly with this one or treat it carefully. How's that? But yeah, on to the next one. Life circle of one. Another classic Nethermancer spell. This is a sort of circle (laughs) of protection. 
it sets up a, an area that cannot be crossed by horrors or horror spawn, which is sort of the generic term for constructs, horror constructs, horse uh, undead horror constructs, things like that. Yeah. And if one of those creatures tries to cross it, uh, they could potentially be repelled and take damage. The one drawback is that the circle can only make one repel attempt per round. And so it is absolutely Mm -hmm. possible for it to be overwhelmed by a swarm or multiple opponents. Uh, One of the things that you would do in that situation, if you have the time to prepare, is to cast the spell multiple times and have interlocking or overlapping zones of effect Mm -hmm. so that multiple versions of the spell will affect different targets if you've got a lot of them coming in. Yeah, it's a rotating Tron circle uh, from the Master Control program. Uh, Something like that, maybe. (laughs) It's my bad analogy on the spot. Sorry about that. Shadow Meld. And again, all the Nethermancer spells just sound really cool. Oh, yeah. The the Nethermancer spells deal a lot with darkness and shadow and creepy type of stuff. Shadow Meld is actually relatively straightforward. It is an enhancement to stealth. Mm-hmm. provides a bonus to stealthy stride or similar tests. So it's, yeah. it is very useful. So, uh, Virag, I use this to good effect quite a bit during our explorations in par length, using this to well, yeah, make it more difficult for us to be spotted while we were mucking about in the ruins. Well, yeah, cause she's tall and she blocks a lot of sun otherwise. So <laughs> anything to help her hide is a good thing. So anyway, all so far very useful and soul armor soul armor is a enhancement to mystic armor which is rather nice uh mystic armor especially at lower circles is something that tends to be on the lower end and being able to Mm -hmm. enhance that with a plus three bonus from this spell can be useful yeah Uh, nethermancers it's actually not that difficult once you get from some circles under your belt to have your mystic armor uh be pretty decent. I forget what Virag's is yeah. off the top of my head. I don't have my character sheet handy, but no worries. Yeah. It is also uh can target other people, so that it might be handy mm-hmm. as well to help enhance the mystic armor defense bonus of your allies, not just yourself. Well, and yeah, plus the extra thread pl- throws on what an ex- additional plus 2 mystic armors. That's what? 5 if you throw an extra yeah, thread on. Yeah, if there? you go with the extra thread for extra effect, as opposed to, or, mm-hmm. you know, you can do an, uh, an extra thread for additional, um, additional target. But yeah, nethermancers tend to have high willpower and thus tend to have high mystic armors naturally. Mm-hmm. Throwing this on your warrior or swordmaster or other more physical character as an added to defense against uh, enemy spellcasters is something that you can yeah. consider as well. Absolutely. And, you know, rank minutes is not a bad thing either. That lasts multiple rounds of combat. So that's also uh, incredibly useful because it stays. Soulless Eyes is the next spell. This is a spell that provides bonuses to intimidation tests. Nice. Grr and stuff, as my party likes to call that one. Uh, so, yeah, all very cool. It's pretty, pretty straightforward <laughs> is the, the intimidation uh, interaction test. Uh, this provides yeah. a, a bonus to that, so that's worthwhile. Because you want your nethermancer to be um, have an intimidating manner. Spirit dart, two of the, uh, one of the two spirit spells. We yep, have here. spirit dart is one of the other the damage other? dealing spells. Yeah. It is a little bit lower damage, a little bit shorter range, but it doesn't have any threads. Uh, it still does mystic damage, mm-hmm. so it's basically a little bit less powerful in terms of raw numbers in some regards than. Astral Spear, um, yeah. but it has the added side effect of reducing the target's mystic armor by two. So similar to mm-hmm. how the Elementalist's Earth Darts reduces physical armor, the Nethermancer's reduces mystic armor. Yeah. So it's nice to hit with that. And then subsequent spirit dart or astral spear or anything else that does mystic damage will have a little bit more of an effect with it. Cool. And then the other, and I do, I do kind of want to point out, I mentioned with regards to when you hit journeyman circles, how having the enhanced matrix will make astral spear a a potentially better choice uh, just because Mm -hmm. you get that extra thread and can start casting it every round. 
With yeah. Spirit Dart, if you put that in an Enhanced Matrix, you get to choose what your extra thread is while it's in there, and you can throw yeah. the extra thread in as a bonus effect, essentially making Spirit Dart the same base damage, making the same damage as the base damage of Astral Spear. So they are sort of equivalent damage. At that point, mm -hmm. it's do you want the Mystic Enhancement, the Mystic Armor Reduction, or do you want the higher damage on spellcasting tests? Yeah. That depends on what you're going up against, doesn't it? Because I could just see the the um, alternating rounds every every round. If you got something big and bad coming your way, spirit dart, and then astral spear, spirit dart, astral spear, spirit dart, astral spear. Just you know, like a repeater. I could see that because I would do that. Onto spirit grip, the only other zero thread spell in first yep. circle. Spirit grip is the other damage dealing spell. This one is only range mm -hmm. touch instead of having a twenty or forty yard range that the other ones do. It's the same yeah. base damage, willpower plus two, for it what it does as damage, and it does mystic as well, but it reduces yeah. both physical and mystic defense of the target by two until the end of the next round. So it trades yeah. off the range bonus, you know, basically the, the benefit that range provides, drops it back to a range touch, but provides even more enemy-affecting... <laughs> secondary effects <laughs> is the update for fourth edition that spirit grip is now only touch or was it always no touch? spirit grip I was mean... always touch in the first edition okay in the original first edition core book spirit dart wasn't even a spell yeah, yeah, yeah. the the nethermancer yeah. got spirit grip as their mm -hmm. damage spell and i need to check whether they got astral spear i don't remember offhand i don't either i've i've run another answer Sorry, I've been the game master for another Mancer player. I've never actually uh, no, played. No, Nethermancers Nether didn't Mancer. get Astral Spear either. So their only yeah, their only real general purpose damage spell in first edition was Spirit Grip. Yeah. They had a couple they had um another spell or Dry two that did <laughs> damage but only two particular targets. Mm -hmm. uh, undead Struggle being one like that would right. do damage to undead but it wouldn't do damage mm -hmm. to other stuff. So to living. Yeah. The Nethermancer did not have the damage potential. Spirit Dart was introduced in Magic of Mystical. Either Secrets, Magic Manual of Mystic Secrets or Arcane Mysteries. Or Arcane um, Mysteries, And I yeah. think Astral Spear was another one of those that was introduced in one mm -hmm. of those later source books. So they did get the some of the, some more low circle damage dealing options. Yeah, I guess they, they're fleshed out a little bit further on spells. Yeah. Like everything else was as well. So, yeah. Uh, so, of the first circle, we've got, what, uh, 11, spe 11 spells total in first circle, and two of those are zero threat. Everything else has some yeah, juice Nether behind Mancer, it. Yeah, Nethermancer spells some... tend to be a little bit a little bit more threat intensive. Yeah, a little bit. Than, than some of the others. You've also got Bone Circle. You've got a, you know, Bone Circle. You've got a couple of that one, and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Dark Messenger or... Shadow meld, you know, there, there yeah. are a couple of spells in there that are useful, but you might, depending on your group makeup and things like that in your campaign, put yeah. off until later. They're all useful. Uh, and as you said, you know, one of them you need, you need other spells will build upon that. So you can link your spells together, uh, to have other effects. But at the moment, you know, depending upon what you need for your campaign, uh, all really useful, just some, Immediately more useful than others. Yeah, there so, there are a couple of classic Nethermancer spells that are not in the player's guide. Mm -hmm. I mentioned Undead Struggle. That's something that at least is not a, a first circle spell. Yeah. Bone Dance is another one. We talked about from in one of the emails how the Nethermancer's focus, at least in the core book, has been moved away a little bit from the heavy focus on undead and so forth. Yeah. And I don't know for sure, but I suspect that there are probably a couple of those other classic spells that will be making their way back into the game for fourth edition with the work that Morgan is doing on his magic book. Fair. I, I know the one that everybody, I remember my very first introduction to the game, the player I had at the time was just in love with the spell dry and wet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a neat little kind of flavorful spell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was never quite sure why it went with the Nethermancer, but that was just me. I'm like, okay. 
seems more elementalist to me, but that's all. I'm I'm not sure either. Yeah. So, don't know. Anyway, if it makes its way back in, I would love to see how how it comes about in the fourth edition. But that's just me. That might be a so, spell. Actually, that that might be a spell that would perhaps be better suited to uh, shaman. If I think oh, about it, hadn't thought about that. I would have thought about that when we covered the shaman in a few episodes. But anyway, uh, yes. So. As you can make your character, and uh, sorry, as you make your character, you can, if you want to, as we've said for all the other other podcasts for spellcasters, you can pick up a second circle spell, even though you may not be able to cast it right off the bat because without you just magic. can't hold it without raw magic. So just because we've done that with, with everybody else, we do the same thing here. Let's go over the second circle options just in case there's a perfect one you want to pick out for when you can use it. So second circle, nether mentor spells, aspect of the fog ghost. This is a new spell for fourth edition. This is one of the early spirit aspects. Mm-hmm. It summons the fog ghost and binds it to a character it provides them with a plus three bonus to close combat attack and damage, as well as to their physical defense for the duration of the spell. Drawback, because all of these aspect spells tend to have a compulsion or condition as part of the binding. Yeah. They are compelled to attack the nearest non-undead target. So it is something that could potentially... Uh, lead someone to attack their allies. Yeah, anything to do with a fog ghost has always been, I can say, problematic, but well done. <laughs> it's, it's a, a nice, I mean, plus with, three close combat attack damage and physical defense. Nothing to sneeze at. Is as good, if not better, than anything we have discussed for Circle 1 and 2 spells for any other magician discipline, discipline. thus far. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Have nope. fun with that one. And then Chilling Circle. Chilling Circle is another damage spell. This one is an area effect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require any threads, but it uh, basically creates an area on the ground that does damage and mo- halves the movement rate of anyone except the caster that is in the area. So it's a, it's a nice yeah. little low-powered... It's kind of like... It's kind of like icy surface. Kind of like icy surface in, in the movement rate thing. It doesn't force knockdown tests, but it does damage where icy surface doesn't. Yeah. Um, it also scales <laughs> with Nethermancer circle as opposed to being paced off of willpower. Yes. So the higher the circle of the mm-hmm. Nethermancer, the more damage it potentially does. And it does, again, mystic damage. Nice. So that's, that's yeah. pretty neat. Always a good thing. Chills you to the bone. There you go. Uh, Death's Head, which I will have to say before you, you chime in, has always had fantastic artwork to go along with the image of Death's Head. Doesn't matter the edition. Always. Death's Head is great. <laughs> Death's Head is... Death's Head is great. <laughs> yes, the artwork for it Death's is. Head always tends to be really cool to go along with it. Yeah. The premise of Death's Head is that the Nethermancer tears their face off. In first mm-hmm. edition... It allowed them to then make fear tests against targets. Yeah. What the fourth edition version of the spell does is move into that area where we started playing with having spells interact with and enhance talents. Mm -hmm. So the frightened talent normally requires your action for the round. What the death's head spell does is it allows you to use frighten as a simple action which basically mirrors the effect that the spell had in first edition, but bases the effectiveness of it off of a talent that the Nethermancer already has, rather than being a separate effect that might scale differently or not be as effective, or, well, I've got this spell, why would I want to pick up the talent? It's kind of like playing off some of the the interactions there. It allows the Nethermancer to do a frightened test in addition to other stuff, with that spell yeah. in effect. And it lasts for a few rounds, so it's nice to to slap down at the beginning of a combat and use to uh, sow fear and terror amongst your enemies. <laughs> I wonder if uh, whoever created the spell got inspiration from Beetlejuice because Gina Davis's character actually does this. She pulls off her face to reveal the death's head underneath to try and scare out the living. I don't know. 
regardless, it's really cool. I just watched it a month ago. So yeah, it is a it is fantastic really cool. visual so. effect and it has a really nice <laughs> actual effect because the frightened talent yes. is boss. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Virag is not the stereotypical like spooky nethermancer, it's such an effective no. talent in terms of hampering and incapacitating enemies being able to throw that down with simple actions with just a single round of preparation mm-hmm. because it is a zero thread spell is really, really handy. It's a nice ace yes. up your sleeve. Just, just hold on. To and it. with Everyone's extra threads, on. with extra threads, it can be used to provide bonuses to your frightened tests. Even better. Just as you said, boss all around Knight's edge spelled without yeah. the K night so, as light, in darkness, not night. day. This Not is dead. similar to <laughs> Iron Hand, similar to mm-hmm. Flame Weapon. This is a melee weapon enhancing damage spell. Yeah. The Nethermancer casts it on a weapon and the weapon gets a bonus cold damage, similar to Flame Weapon. Basically adds an additional die into the yeah. test that does extra damage and in this case, rather than just doing damage like Flame Weapon does, it doesn't do quite as much damage, but it reduces the target's mystic defense when it's hit. So you put this on your gotcha. warriors or swordmaster allies weapon, they go in and they start beating mm-hmm. on the target, reducing the target's mystic defense, opening them up for your spells to follow up. Again, looking looking at spells not just at purely as a enhance or hinder opponents thing, but also looking at synergies mm-hmm. of working in a group that, that basically that's yes. what this does. This provides a little bit of extra bonus to your melee combat friends. And at the same time, their attacks then help you do more damage as follow up with your mystic, de- your mystic defense, you know, your spells, uh, your, your astral spears yeah. and your spirit darts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that that synergy works really, really well. See, magicians are just here to you know improve teamwork and cooperation. That's what they're here for. That's what they do. And again, just to go back to the email earlier, probably not the best thing to use on a bow because it will not, right. not affect the arrows. There's a third circle spell called Arrow of Night that is specifically designed to be used on missile weapons. Yes. So, Knight's Edge, melee. And we're good. Uh, Shadows Whisper. Got great name. Again, Shadows Whisper allows a Nethermancer to (laughs) listen through shadows. If there is a shadow near a place where they want to eavesdrop and they're near a shadow, they use the shadow as a kind of gate portal connection thing and are able to listen through the shadows. Has Virag used this? Because I don't recall... I don't think I have. I, I've not been any in, in any situations where you needed to eavesdrop. Where it's come into play, it is something that is potentially useful mm-hmm. in certain situations. But I can't recall any time off the top of my head that I have used it. Fair. I don't recall because I, w- I would have remembered this one specifically because I'm like that is really cool. Also sounds fairly new for 4th edition. Shield Mist. This is a classic throwback. Even 1st edition's got Shield Mist. Yeah, this is a classic. The original version of Shield Mist just, I think, used an effect test to determine whether you successfully used it or not. Don't recall. The 4th edition version plays off of and enhances Avoid Blow. Provides a Mm -hmm. plus 4 bonus to Avoid Blow tests. So you can default to Dexterity for Avoid Blow, or if you happen to have the talent... Uh, it enhances that even farther. It creates a misty barrier yeah. that moves to interpose between you and somebody who's trying to hit you. Yeah. Virag Fair. has this. This is a, a decent spell to have, uh, especially if you're looking at a magician who might be getting in close if you're going to be throwing down spirit darts mm-hmm. or spirit grips or anything like that. Yeah. Having the um, <laughs> Having the enhanced... Avoid blow ability can be particularly useful. Always useful. Anything that enhances avoid blow. And in, by the way, it also will work on any avoid blow skill. So not just right. Yeah, it would enhance it would enhance the skill as well. It is just a yeah. plus four 
bonus to the tests, regardless of the source of the test. Yes, to get out of the way of getting hit. That's all there is to it. Uh, And lastly, the longest uh, spell listed in the second circle, summon fog ghost, not just This is the counterpart to aspect of the fog ghost. It can be placed in the same matrix as aspect of the fog ghost. Helpful. Allows you to, instead of putting the spirit into a willing target, you just summon the fog ghost and set it loose. It has the same restrictions in that it won't attack other spirits or undead, and it will attack the nearest living thing. So it can be a little bit difficult. (laughs) Problematic for your own party. (laughs) Potentially problematic for your own party, but is still kind of useful because the ghost is very difficult to deal with. (laughs) Yep. Because it's mostly incorporeal and has a decently ridiculously high physical defense for the power of the spell, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. It's a second circle spell and the physical defense is the nethermancer circle plus 15. Yeah. This is a honestly a little bit more of an area control spell Mm -hmm. than it is a really effective combat spell. Um, You would use this to perhaps protect a flank. Mm Mm-hmm. In a larger sort of battlefield, you kind of put it away from where the main source of the fighting is, but it would deal with anything that that sort of comes into its area of control. Yeah. It is obviously subject, because it's part of a spell, it is subject to dispel magic. Spell attacks against the spirit are a lot Mm -hmm. more potentially effective. Um, Anything that targets mystic defense is a lot more effective against it. Yeah. It's really, really good against physical opponents physical targets Mm -hmm. it's not so great against magicians and others who have the ability to deal with it (laughs) yeah but it's only one thread so it will be used in the middle of combat yeah on occasion and it does it does decent damage i mean the base damage that it deals with its attacks is uh the nethermancer circle plus 10 again scaling with the the nethermancer circle yeah so you're starting at step 11 or step 12 damage, which Mm -hmm. is roughly equivalent to what you are typically going to see from a, you know, melee combatant with a broadsword kind of thing. And it only scales up from there. That's not a bad ally to whip out. Just be careful when you do so, because as it says, nearest living thing. Yeah, you need to be a little bit careful with the targeting. But other than that, it is a, if you can drop it in the right place and the group is, well-versed enough in their tactics to not get involved, mm-hmm. you know, to or to try and avoid its things, yeah. then it can provide a few rounds of distraction or chaos. Toss that in the back ranks to cause some problems for <laughs> enemy magicians or that sort of thing. Yeah. It'll just add to the milieu. Yeah. So of the 18 first and second circle spells, a third of them are zero threads. By the way, there's there's two zero thread spells at first circle out of the 11, and there's four zero thread spells out of the seven at second circle. So not too bad, but there are some ones you may want to wait and get later. And of the second circle spells, I can't see any downside to pretty much any of them. If you want to pick one up at first circle, go ahead. But otherwise, as soon as you get to second circle, you know, all of those are worthwhile, I think. Help really flesh out your character a whole lot. Death's Head is fantastic, amazing. Chilling Circle (laughs) is really useful. Knight's Edge can be decent. Yeah. Especially if you don't have other magicians in the group with damage enhancing spells. Yeah. Shadow's Whisper is situational, but can be useful in a espionage or investigation type game or adventure because you can use it to, to spy on things. And Fog Ghost is a decent either combat enhancement for your allies or uh, chaos creation. <laughs> you know, in the course of a combat against your enemies, you just got to be a little um, careful with it. There's, there's a, there's a little bit of a, of an edge to it. I I have seen fog ghost go awry more. Oh, than, yeah. More than a handful of times. So more than I can count on one hand, uh, just because the spellcaster was, not all that careful where they placed it, but you know, it's those, those are some good stories. 
But there we have it. So um, other than that, folks, that pretty much sums up our episode for the night. We've got some emails taken care of. We hope this has helped you figure out what to do with your Nethermancer spells upon character creation. And if you have any suggestions about where they could be used or if you found some spells that were not all that useful, let us know. But uh, part of the interconnectedness of your you and your game master is they should be throwing you into situations where you can make good use of your spells and make you feel useful and contributing to the overall narrative of the game and your character. So any final thoughts having played another answer for, you know, seven, almost eight circles now? No, the only spell that I, a couple of spells I haven't used, I mentioned Shadow's Whisper. I don't think I've used Aspect of the Fog Ghost. I don't think I picked that up until more recently. Fair. I have used, I used Summon Fog Ghost once to kill some innocent... (laughs) wilderness creatures yeah i remember the bear i don't think i've used dark messenger because i don't think that's ever come up how often have you used command night flyer as the talent i have not used the command night flyer talent very often i picked yeah. up the talent mainly so that there's because there's a higher circle nethermancer spell that requires you to have it yes yeah varic doesn't strike me as another as a as a uh, uh, night flyer animal familiar type character oh i i potentially would it's just not something that's that's had the opportunity to come up fair 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 so anything else you would maybe hold off on or haven't used uh in the first couple of circles yeah i haven't used spirit grip only because we've got a bunch of frontline people and i'd rather (laughs) stay a little bit further back and throw astral spears and spirit darts when the situation presents itself Mm-hmm. I don't think I've used soulless eyes. Gotcha. Because Virag's not really the social character in the group. Mm-hmm. And we're not the intimidation kind of thing. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't need to be. We, there because we've lot. got because we've got scratch. Why I don't need to do the <laughs> Fair. No, because of the because of the party makeup and the storyline that you guys are involved in, those spells have not been necessary for you to use as more as frequently. So, different party makeup, you yeah. in different storyline, you know, Absolutely. you use them. So cool. Uh, otherwise, folks, we will be back again next week with more, yeah, probably on our uh, passion and quester series, wrapping that one up. And we'll be getting to some geography. Otherwise, if you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. We hope you get your books in the mail from the Kickstarter and or anything else you possibly ordered because things are beginning to arrive again. And we appreciate all of that and the hard work that Josh and his crew have put into everything. So final thoughts, Josh? Keep an eye on FASA news coming up here. We've got an announcement in a few weeks. Cool. That's all I will say for now. All right. Fair enough. Until next time, folks, it is time for you to go find a really cool name for your legend because all these Nether spells have some really cool names. So hope you can find a cool one. Good night, everybody. Good night.